Welcome to McKnight's Long-Term Care Newsmakers Podcast, where we share the latest information and views from industry leaders. Welcome to McKnight's Newsmaker Podcast. This one, I think you're really going to get a kick out of because it's going to be on a big topic that everyone's talking about, of course, workforce and staff, but in a new way. We're talking today with Lisa Thompson, the Chief Strategy Officer of Pathway Health. She's an administrator by background, and she is on the executive board for Advancing Excellence. Now, she's also been a member of numerous CMS panels. So, folks, we're really going to be getting some great uh, input here. Lisa, I want to thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you, Jim. It's a pleasure being here. Now, I wanted to jump right in. Uh, You've been talking this summer, frankly, about workforce issues, but you just told me it's not about staffing, and I kind of raised my eyebrows. What do you mean? Well, truly, by talking with organizations, what I'm doing is I'm not talking just about staffing itself. I'm really talking about how are we going to recruit and try to bring people into post-acute care so that they want to stay and want to be part of this dynamic professional organizations across the United States. So I talk about different strategies of how you can accomplish this, starting at a ground level where it doesn't take a lot of time and effort, but really leveraging your team and your organization. Okay. Let's go from step one. You said something about assessing who you have? Absolutely. You know, the first step in order for us to really look at the type of candidates that we want to bring in our organization is we have to truly understand who works for us right now. And part of that is assessing our current workforce. Because I tell you, Jim, I've been in the industry for 30 plus years. And when I started, you know, I worked with maybe as a leader, I oversaw maybe two to three different generations. Now we're looking at in today's dynamic healthcare world, we have five to six different generations with expectations, what motivates them and how they want to go about doing their business at your organization and how they want to be engaged and involved. It is truly a different way of how we bring candidates in our marketplace. So you're not just hiring an RN or a CNA just to fill a slot. Is that what you're saying? Well, absolutely. You know, right now, of course, all of us are workforce challenge. But if for us to be able to move forward and build upon the great foundation of care and services that we have and really enhance the team that we have in our organization, we have to understand who's working for us, the multiple generations, and then identify are there types of candidates that we want to bring in and how we try to get those get to those candidates based upon how we want to enhance our current workforce? So, for example, if you have a larger baby boomer generation, there are certain things that motivate that generation up to the point of how they talk, how they want to get information back it's to a, you It's a, a communication game is what Absolutely. you're saying. And communication really is... A different, a different thing that we have to consider throughout all of this with the multiple generations. Okay. Can you give some examples? I mean, there's probably some obvious ones out there, but are there some nuances that you've come across that you think, you know, listeners might not really catch on to right away? Absolutely. I mean, from the example, communication, key foundational portion for us to look at this candidate-driven marketplace. Communication based upon the different generations. I, as a baby boomer, I think emails are great. I'm going to tell you, my kids and individuals, younger professionals and younger individuals that are coming to organizations, emails do not do it. Um, When I look at the way I communicate through texting, I, as a leader, think that texting through my text messaging system needs to be full sentences, proper grammar, 
where in today's world, it is different. So we have to identify who is working for us, how we want to communicate. Then from there, look at the communication channels that we agree to. And from there, then we then say, okay, now we know our workforce. Now we can work together on what are the next steps to try to find individuals to join our workforce. Otherwise, you could have a great message, but it's just not landing. I totally identify with you, by the way, uh, about the methods. <laughs> <laughs> now, when we get down to recruiting, that's a different game today, you say, too. It sure is. Um, as we all know, in all the research and everything that we've heard about, you know, it truly is a candidate-driven marketplace. So our messaging and how we go about trying to bring candidates in, it is really a sales and a marketing aspect of recruitment now. It's all about the message and how we get that message out to entice people to want to learn more. And that gets back also to nobody's looking for a one ad in a newspaper anymore, right? Absolutely. I mean, truly, it is about messaging and it's what we call an employer brand. You read a lot about employer brands, but for all of us in post-acute care, we've always gone out, look for specific positional type of individuals to come in. For example, we post on our job board, we have the job description posted there. But how enticing is that to say, I'm looking for a director of nursing. Here are all the qualities that I'm looking for and the tasks. Instead of if we try to find a way to hook them in to want to learn more, it is about the brand. What makes you unique? What are the three things that your employees are all saying about the wonderful things about your facility that that's the reason why they stay and that's why people want to come to work for you? Well, I was going to ask, how do you figure out what to push? Because we're not talking about fooling or tricking anyone here, are we? I mean, No, we're not. I mean, truly, it is your employees. Your employees have the message. And an easy way to do that is actually have a session, an all-employee session, where you have your employees walk around a room and they write down words that they want to talk about that think it accurately reflects why they want, they like working at your organization and what makes your organization unique from somewhere down the road. And when you do that, you'll start seeing themes and it actually creates your employer brand. From there, you create messages. Those messages could be little videos and quick little video vignettes. All of us know how to use social media right now. Do those video vignettes and get them out there. And I'm telling you, I'm sure you have plenty of staff that know how to do the different social media channels. They can help you with that. Have your staff help. It's all about collaboration. That'll be an empowerment. Okay. Uh, I haven't mentioned this yet, but we have to go there. The M word, money. Money. You got to have a lot of that. I mean, isn't that the answer? And I don't mean that too coyly, but you have to have certain levels, right? No matter how great your, your environment is. Well, truly with this, when we're talking about the employer brand, it does not take much to do this. It is really actively engaging your staff in conversation. And quite frankly, all of us want to talk about more than COVID today. And we want to talk more about more than the regulations and the environment that we're in. Our employees, to get them engaged, have them be part of that creative process Get that information from them. Like I said, three words, four words, phrases about your organization. Engaging your staff across different departments and across different shifts, they can help you create that message and get that strategy out there. Then from there, you look at some of the technology that you have, how quick and how easy it is for you to apply for a job through your website and through your social media platforms. If it takes more than four clicks, you're going to lose individuals. Your employees can help you with them. They will look at it and they'll help you. And you have seen demonstrably that all these things really matter. Absolutely. Actually, I work with organizations across the country and we've put these simple tactics in place 
and you see a significant change of the type of candidates that come in and the number of candidates that are coming into your job pool. Okay, so to summarize just a little bit, final thoughts maybe on how do you rise above the place down the street? Because even though you want to be collegial, you need and want the employees. Absolutely. And it comes down to your employees. Your employees have the answer. You as the leader cannot do it by yourself. So again, it's those words that we all know as leaders. It's about engagement and empowerment and collaboration with our team. Well, folks, there you have it. Now you know why Lisa Thompson is such a desired speaker, advisor. She's the chief strategy officer at Pathway Health. I want to thank her for joining us today. And I want to thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. This is Jim Berklin wishing you good health and outstanding days ahead. Thank you for listening to McKnight's Long-Term Care Newsmakers podcast. For the latest in long-term care news, visit McKnight's.com.